Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. Double podcast week. Too much to talk about at this point, and we needed to bring in for the first time as a father, Tron Carter. He's got he's fired up tonight. You ready to go? I'm ready, Sally. Ooh, man, I'm ready. It's been, it's been <laughs> one we, of those days, man. Are we going to spar a little bit on the Rictator? I think we kind of are. We might. I'm fired up today, dude. I, it's been it's been one of those days. Woke up. Actually, really didn't even wake up. Kid was screaming all night. Um, just not getting enough milk, I guess. And then we get, uh, you know, my coffee machine broke this morning. I went and did taxes at lunch. Uh, my favorite taco place closed. You need and a release. Then, you need a release. And then I've been doing expense reports all afternoon. So I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Boiling over at the bit. All right, let's do it. Uh, Ricky, I don't I I think we uh you said it today best on Twitter. We're kind of like me, you and Randy are spread out across the spectrum. I've been fluffing him uh for a solid three years now, actually. Randall's on the other end of the spectrum. Where do you lie on the spectrum for Ricky Fowler? Uh I'm kind of agnostic. You know, just, I don't know what that word means. I actually had to Google that today. I saw that you typed okay. that. I don't know what that means. It's like uh, it's kind of like how Spieth is with pop. Like he's like post pop. Like I'm like post Ricky. Like it's he like like Spieth neither possesses nor lacks pop. Like Ricky, I neither like I, I neither like him nor hate him. I'm just kind of whatever. Like like I I acknowledge the fact that he exists, but he he needs to show me more. So you're just like truly objective on on Ricky. Yeah, like I understand okay. where Randy's coming from. I mean, he, like yeah. I think he's he's as harsh as anybody on him, but not like in a mean spirited way. It's just like, hey man, he's he's the most probably you know if not the most probably top three most promoted dudes on tour, you know outside of Cat. And uh, you know is that necessarily right or deserved? Maybe not. You know, probably not. But but then again, like that's just Ricky being smart and having good endorsements and all that. So you know, I'm not really gonna hold that against him. Yeah. But then I also see where you're coming from too. So that's where I kind of try my best to separate all these things out. That's exactly what you just said, though. Like he's very smart the way he's marketed himself, and I think Randy even said that you know his Q his Q rating may be higher than deserved for his actual play. Um, but I think, I just think, and I get that if you want to hold him to, you know, where he's promoted at in the game compared to his resume, obviously he's never won a major. He's won four times by the age of 28 though. I think if you just separate it out, like people, some people I feel like try to make him out to be kind of just this guy that doesn't win or can't win. I know that was the narrative before he won the players because he only had one win at, you know, and he'd been out on tour for five, I think that was his fifth or sixth year when he won the mm-hmm. players. So um, I just I don't know I think like a guy he he's not like a guy that lingers in the mid 50s or so in the in the world golf rankings and I know we have, oh, we have sure. plenty of issues yeah. in the world golf rankings but he's been a top 10 top 15 20 yeah. player for a long time now I know 14 he slid he was uh, he was way down and then he had that major run um, yeah. and then I think he maybe even fell back down after when did he switch to Butch I don't remember the timelines here uh I want to say it was like 2014 or maybe, maybe before like that winter after the 2014 season. That, that was it. it. I think it was right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was right when we started the website actually is when he switched. Cause, uh, and then he had the 2014 season. Yeah. So I don't know. Since then he's been a, a serious world-class player. I thought he got yeah. a really raw break to not win the farmers last year. You know, I, don't know if, I just, I don't get the rap on him not closing a you know he's 0 for 4 on 54 hole leads going into this week like does it since when do we care how a guy wins a tournament first of all 50, oh i think that comes back to tiger right yeah because 54 hole leads are converted at like a i'm pulling this out of my ass but like a 36 percent rate or something like that i'm pretty sure i've seen before so yeah uh, the fact that he's 0 for 4 it's not that large of a sample size and i don't know so you just like the other three wins I, that he came from behind on don't count <laughs> like yeah well and I, I don't know I, I just feel like people get 
upset about overexposure. Yeah. You know? And and it's something where I was sparring with Shipnock a little bit about this earlier. It's like I don't even like I don't even have this strong opinion whether he's elite or not. I don't think he is. You know, but like I only think there's like two guys in the world that are elite or three guys in the world that are elite right now. Um, but like I, I like the fact that we have to have that entire conversation every time he does something is what bothers me. Yeah. Like why can't we just say, all right, like Ricky won, he's playing well right now. Like just leave it at that, you know? I'm with that's, you. That's that's the frustrating thing. It's just we just get beat to death with the is so and so elite. Well, I don't know, who cares, you know? Is he a elite player? So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. It, I mean, yeah, he's not in the Rory, DJ, Day, Speeth category. He's not that's why I, I put as much as I'm a fan of Fowler, I pushed that narrative away as quickly as I possibly could when, you know, he won in Abu Dhabi last year and people were trying to say that this is a big four and all that sh- stupid shit. But um I think we I thought we have successfully quelled that. I don't feel like people are really trying to push that narrative right now, do you? Uh, I don't, I mean, I, but yeah. I think it's just residual cause it got pushed so hard last year or two years ago that people have kind of weaned off of it. You know, it's, I mean, people are almost scared to, to, uh, you know, cross that bridge. Like I was talking to DJ earlier, DJ Pajaski, he was saying how like he, he was making the argument that Phil Mickelson is elite. And I was like, I don't know, man, like Tiger won more recently than Phil. <laughs> Right, or are we saying like the current the current status? Yeah, of yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I was thinking of, of it from the current mentality. Whereas DJ was like, "No, man, he just like you say, like Spieth is post pop, like, like you know, or Monet's like post impressionist. It's like <laughs> Mickelson is like post elite. Like he would have won three or four times in the last couple of years if he really cared that much. But he he would just rather you know do whatever. I don't know. That that was his take. But I, I guess end of the day, it's like. I just like watching these guys play golf. I'm not so concerned about who's elite and who's not. I just want to know who has pop and who doesn't. Yeah, I'm, I, maybe I'm. It might be a straw man that I'm arguing or that I'm still like facing the the critics or kind of trying to shut the critics up on Fowler at this point because I think I think we at least kind of know where he is on the spectrum, and there's not really much argument on that. I don't I don't think there's like a good comp for him. Or do you have a good comp for him? I think Arnold Palmer, man. That's I, mean, I saw you say that. And I was I know that's you so aggressive. That. <laughs> well, I know I'm going to get just absolutely lit up. But it's like, okay. I, I once compared JT to the 2000s Tiger, so go ahead. But, like, Palmer never – I mean, I don't think he won a, um, his first major until he was, like, 28 or 29. Is Granted, that, he – Is that right? He he didn't, well, he, he, I mean, he didn't turn pro until he was, like, 24. He didn't win one after 32, though, so – is he that... won, He banked a bunch of them though, like right in between. Hold on. <laughs> Just pounded in the in the laptop. Yeah, so, man. I'm pretty sure he uh, won one younger than that. But all right, he was born in 1929, and he, his first major was 58. 58. So he was he was 28 at that time in April of 28, wow. or in in April of. So he won all of his majors between 1958 and 1964. That's pretty. That's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. He won uh, three, four, five, seven. Yeah, yeah. He won seven, and then he had he had four top fives, or four four top two finishes, five top two finishes in those from yeah. 1960 to 1964. Which well, clearly, crazy. Fowler's got a crazy long way to go to get in that category. But I mean, I meant like in today's game yeah there's not like a player that i mean he's just kind of a unique player in in what we just talked about about the marketability the q rating the popularity and where that stands as far as a game game uh comparison but like like are you taking like fowler or justin rose just like i don't want to say going forward because rose is much older but like for like the next two seasons who would you rather have justin rose or ricky fowler it's not a good question to ask me. I'm not a Justin Rose well, guy. But I meant, like, not as a fan, but as as actual results. Who's going to put out better results over the next two seasons? Uh, Ricky, I think. Okay. All right. I don't know. Yeah. Rose is. I mean, I'm not a big Rose. Obviously, not a big Rose fan. But like, he put he that guy produces like every single year. I think if he if Ricky matches Rose's output for the next two seasons, that's a good two year stretch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Rose won a major too. You know, it's like, and he's won some big time events too at big time courses. Yeah. So. Okay, I think that covers Ricky. Or do you have anything left on that? 
No, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, overall, it's just it just comes down to exposure. But it also, like, let's let these, like, we need to let these guys marinate a little bit. Yep. You know? I mean, DJ, look at DJ. Everybody's on his nuts now. <laughs> but, like, I remember two years ago when people were saying, oh, the guy can't putt, he can't finish. Like, he'd won the range short and pebble a couple of times. Like, you know, he'd, he'd, like, shit his pants at pebble one year in the U.S. Open in the final round. But, like... The guy just didn't didn't let it bug him. Just kept going back to the well. I think Ricky's the same way. You know, he seems like a pretty determined guy. So I don't, I don't, I, I just think it's tough to compare these guys historically too because there, there's just so much more depth out there now. Yeah, you know, you're so right on that DJ. Like, go back to when I like tweeted the uh, the Photoshop of him holding the U.S. Open trophy before the U.S. Open last year. The the replies to that yeah. were flaming. Like, oh, is it a 54-hole tournament? Or not a chance. He can't putt. And, like, now no one says any of those things about DJ. So you're exactly right that we just keep keep shifting and we kind of forget about all the stupid things that, that not we, but people had said about those guys before they became super successful. So It just doesn't even, like – we don't even deserve DJ no. as a as a as a human race. Like Did you see how he announces the the gender of his baby? No, I didn't see that. He had like a exploding golf ball on the beach or something, and it hit it, and it was blue. <laughs> was the first one a girl? No, they have or a son. Boy? They have a son. They have a son. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I don't follow the personal life of DJ T two Crows closely. <laughs> I try to I try to keep the the spirit of single pre-Paulina DJ alive in my head. <laughs> there is enough to cover an entire podcast on that. Yeah. But um, Tyrell Hatton's spike mark blame, the sauce performance on 17. Like, have we seen better performance art uh, in this decade, really? No, that was that was Monty-esque. He owned it. He, tw- he, he, he yeah. saw the video tweet and he owned it. So... He, uh, that that was pretty special though. I, I was very impressed. I loved that. it. That's got to be spectacular. We've had a lot of sauce so far in the year. The saucies this year are going to be highly, highly populated. Yeah, I think you might have to do a mid-year update. I know, might have to. to. Yeah, make a, a like a primaries or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A, a caucus. A, a caucus. We should caucus. Speaking of downcock, uh, Gary Woodland. I don't think. Uh, you you mentioned a few things to me this week. You don't seem to be the biggest fan of this guy. I like him a lot. Like he's so talented and obviously hits the shit out of it. But man, like the guy is incapable of hitting a half shot. I feel you like, know, he, like his entire game is like an eighty percent shot now. Though I feel like he was the guy that was swinging out of his shoes like years ago, and now he is eighty percent guy. Or maybe like or, all right, so maybe he's like trying to saw you know, saw off that 80% shot, choked down a little bit, but, like, he still hits that full shot when he should just hit. You know, it's like he, he looks totally lost when he has to hit, you know, like a half shot or a three-quarter shot when, like, it's always, like, he always swings the same speed to me. And he just seems so mechanical. Do the numbers support this, or are you going to get chirped at for this? Oh, I'm definitely. I get chirped at for everything. I mean... <laughs> Part of, I'm part a of field the, player, though. I'm a field player. <laughs> I know what I see. You know, you don't need the specific yardages. You're going off field. I don't know. I just, I mean, I was blown away yesterday. He was making some putts down the stretch. Like I always root for him, and then, sure enough, like you know, he missed a couple putts on those last few holes, and then going into 18, he just butchered that that uh, you know layup. Yeah, and, I, you're and, you're onto and, something. Approaches from 50 to 125 yards. He's 164th. I mean, this is, you know, like 35 attempts on the season. So yeah. it's kind of a small sample. But And then you get him further away from 125 to 150. He's 8th and then like 60th. And, you know. It, oh, he's a straight up menace with his long irons yeah. and his driver. But, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, I just feel like you can't, you know, you get him inside 120. I mean, it's kind of like my game. I mean, you get me inside 120 yards and I feel like I swing with my hands around my neck so that's the best comp i could have come up with for gary woodland's game is tron that's it's exactly tron. that's what i was going for <laughs> <laughs> he's 20th in strokes gained putting so far this year again these are that's 15 measured rounds but that that's the biggest difference for me he does look like a robot standing over a putt he looks so uncomfortable i don't know how he makes putts because he just is he looks like he's about to squat about yeah. 600 pounds off the rack 
He is a specimen. Yeah. I mean, he's a he he is like post pop whatever you want to call it. Like he was the man in 2011. He was the oh, yeah. the young guy that came out that was just absolutely bombing the ball. I remember the 2010 US Open. I was there on that Friday at Pebble and on the second hole uh, it was a par five, and it was downwind. But he hit—I I never heard of this guy. He teed off and just hit the sound of that ball coming off that driver. Both my dad and my friend that we were with—I was oh the colonel. We uh, we were like, look, like who is this guy? We we followed him down that hole. He hit sand wedge into that par five that day, and that's what I was like. That's when Gary Woodland got on my radar. Uh, and then he won an 11 and then just kind of disappeared there for a while. So I don't really know what to make of him at this point. He's kind of uh, the pre-no-laying up days, uh, like yeah. bomber, young fan uh, fanboy of, of mine. So It's always disappointing when you see him in person, though, because I feel like he looks so big on TV. Like, I mean, I swear to God, the guy looks like he's 6'3 or 6'4 on TV. And you see him in person, and he's, he's not that tall. He's just, he's just kind of stacked. You know, I can't like tell he's if just, he's like jacked or if he's he kind of dad bodish. I can't really figure that out. Oh, I think he's jacked. Okay. I think he's and then and then he's like the the precursor to the Justin Thomas is Jordan Spieth's friend thing, where like every time they showed him for those first three years or so, it was like, oh, Gary Woodland, like played college basketball. basketball. <laughs> I swear to God that the cheat sheets on these guys is like three lines long, if that, and they don't go past line one. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think it goes beyond line two for anybody. Oh, it's unbelievable. For- I mean, thank God. The PGA Tour Live guys at least like, you know, and they cover a guy for 18 holes. They go deeper than that. But, man, when they come on the main network TV screens, it's just it's absolutely unbelievable. Do you know DJ can dunk a basketball? <laughs> Um, they were. I was watching PGA Tour Live on Thursday or Friday. Craig Perks was on, and he and whoever was was doing the the uh, lead on it. They went into college football discussion for like twenty minutes, and it was better. It was a, it was almost better insight than anything I've heard on ESPN of late. Like those guys, they know their stuff on there, not just golf. Which the, the pace of that is just so good. Like those guys, yeah. You're kind of. I, I honestly just opened up in a window and I'm listening to it while at work and not really even watching it. And it's just kind of soothing. Like you know, you, you don't need yeah. to be watching every shot on the screen. They're telling you what's going on, and I, we we agree we weren't going to give them any f- more free promotion, but apparently we can't can't resist ourselves. But yeah, it's like the best the best qualities of European tour coverage and PGA tour action like, yep. put together. You yeah, know? and then so. you just when you get into that CBS broadcast, it just it makes it that <laughs> it makes it that much more painful. It really does. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to the uh, Uline podcast yet? I haven't fired it up yet. Uh, it's been, he tried to bait me into into he's, he said something like, you know, I just like to sit back and watch a CBS broadcast, and like he was he was totally in on it. So <laughs> um, tell his dad to stop spending so much money with him, man. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a fair. Point. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, speaking I'm... of telecast, that, that the uh, the uh, I was really disappointed. So NBC was great on Saturday, yeah. and then they just man they Sunday it. was that was painful yesterday. They lost it. Yeah, it was uh, the Jack thing was horrible timing. It lasted <laughs> oh forty five minutes. It was unbelievable. You nailed it. They asked him for it. They asked about the ice cream. Of course, <laughs> it's fantastic. It was right on cue, man. Oh like, god, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, do you have those stats that Kevin Jackson tweeted in front of you? I mean, I don't, we we need to. And I think you're working on something like this, yeah. accumulating on what the how the stats compare like across an NBC versus CBS broadcast, but. Yeah, I'm going to get the Tashwane open this weekend, too, uh, on the Euro Tour. Try to chart some of those. Well, it's going to just blow the PGA Tour <laughs> shots out of the water. But I saw somebody respond to that, that tweet, too, saying, like, yeah, when there's only two guys that have a chance to win, of course they're going to show less golf. Like, I don't I don't buy into that at all. Like, you I can, totally, yeah, I totally disagree with that. You can, to- you can absolutely, like, what's his name? Uh, Chad Collins? I mean, I, I'm not pining to see Chad Collins shots on television, <laughs> but he finished fourth, and he had, like, two shots shown. Like, I don't Again, that's usually a criticism that we direct in CBS's in CBS's direction. But yeah, a little disappointed with Sunday NBC. But it's it's so much it's so good to have them back. I feel like they do such a better job of presenting the drama, and maybe that's just yeah. the Johnny Miller factor. But um, God, yeah. Johnny was salty yesterday, huh? What was that, man? I mean, <laughs> Extra I, salty. <laughs> I embrace. I do like. I like to make fun of Johnny, but I think he's like the best. 
Um, so what was that about, you know, Ricky not winning that in style? Not to go back on Ricky, but what was that comment? I, I don't know. I mean, that was just totally over the top. But it, it was like you you were there a couple years, you know, a couple years ago at, at Sawgrass. Like that was about as stylish as I've ever seen anybody win. He won by Other four, than, and like the yeah. whole course was playing hard. Like he he, he was shot better than the field did on Sunday, which yeah. is all you need to do when you're going in with a four shot lead in the final round. I thought that was really unfounded, but. I mean, for the most part, Johnny does add add. I know a lot of people out there really dislike him, and I make I I'm, I will continue to make fun of him, but still love having him on the broadcast. And uh, you would even mention to me, you made the point that like Faraday seems to be like in a lot better rhythm now with NBC this year. For sure, yeah, that was a big takeaway for me on Saturday. That and just how sweet those that Pro Tracer graphic thing they've got is, exactly. like the 3D. Like uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. It's gonna be a good season. So, I think they'll learn from Sunday. I think they they saw some yeah. of the criticism. I think I'm not too worried about it. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Saturday was really good. All right, I I've been just chomping at the bit to get to this one. It, I'm, I think 99% of the listeners that downloaded this podcast are want to hear this take exactly right now. Let's let's. I mean, you want to just you can stretch out a bit if you want, but we want to hear we want to hear it on the, uh, the delicate genius Bryson DeChambeau. I, I'm kind of coming full circle, man. Like. I talked to a lot of people last week. Um, everybody kind of says the same thing. They say, like everybody that knows him a little bit says, he's not a bad dude. So sometimes I feel bad for going in on him, but like the guy just can't stay out of his own way. Like yeah. like like Bubba style, you know? Like just whatever is the complete wrong thing to say, he says it. And then like and then he nukes the USGA. Like so he like his putting stats are awful this year, right? Terrible. And then he nukes the USGA, blames them for the putting woes when he's when the side saddle is obviously not working anyway. And you know maybe that was part of it. He couldn't commit to it or whatever. He had some you know indecision in his head. But then then he walks the USGA comments back and says we're all you know part of a family. And I'm like, dude, just like if you're gonna say that, like I, I thought the USGA comments were probably pretty accurate like but if you're gonna say that like stand by it you know don't walk it back um i don't know my sense is that he's just it's not helping his cause that going back to the exposure thing uh that we see him in that data commercial every commercial break hey, he's, um, not, he's talking about not laying up in the commercial in fairness we gotta true. give him that <laughs> that's true but uh but yeah, I mean that you know that's not helping him out. But I feel like he's just he's got a bunch of endorsements. There's a ton of pressure on him, and from what it sounds like, he's got a real young agent that sounds like Bob Sugar from from Jerry Maguire. So <laughs> I, I, you're not you're not off on any of it. You mentioned the Bubba comp. I, I'm definitely not there as far as disdain for him yet. Like as uh, at the Bubba level, uh, he came in as he he marketed himself as this quirky dude, right? So you got to play well if you're gonna be if you're gonna be this dude, or, or else it's all gonna spiral on you. And I think it is spiraling on him a bit. And he's kind of uh, maybe he's got too much of an ear to the media and to the criticism he's taking. But man, at least you were supposed to be the guy that mashes, right? I mean, that yeah. ball striking display you put on at the Masters and then subsequently at the Heritage. Like, I think I've put him in my fantasy lineup every chance I get just because of how like intrigued I was at that point. I really, I really, I mean, personality wise, I don't. There's not like it seemed to be a whole lot to like there, but I was intrigued by this guy and. You know, I, yeah. I said at the time, like, don't rush to judgment on this guy, and I completely overreacted, and also maybe mentioned that I wanted him on the Ryder Cup team at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you—I don't know. I mean, you get so jolly with the Ryder Cup. That's, that's just standard procedure for me, really. So, um, but yeah, but yeah. You, I mean, I feel like he's got like going back to your point about the Masters last year. I followed him for like a, almost the whole practice round at Augusta, and. I mean, I love his game. Like, he, he hits the hell out of the ball. And I like his swing, even. You know, a lot of people don't like his swing. I like his swing. It's just a matter of, like, the other thing is, if you're going to talk to the media and be this zany, quirky guy all the time, like, when things are going well and you're going to embrace that, then when things aren't going well, you gotta you got to man up and talk to the media as well. You know, like, I've heard multiple instances of him just – you know, as soon as somebody asks him about the putting, he's like, no comment, not going to talk about the putting. It's like, all right, come on, man. It goes both ways, you know? goes both ways. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I, the thing is, he was supposed to be the guy that 
um, things aren't supposed to go poorly because of this robotic motion that he basically invented, right? You know, that was supposed to be his swing was supposed to be the ultimate slump buster. And really, he's not. I mean, the putting has been awful this year, but he's just been a mediocre. I mean, not mediocre. He's been like an average ball striker basically since he came out on tour. And I mean, for what for, you know, being the U.S. amateur champ, you know, that carries that carries some weight and some notoriety that comes with it and the sponsorships and being so out there with all the things that he's talking about changing the game and all this stuff like you're going to you're going to feel the heat if you don't back it up with good play. So I don't feel that bad. I'm still intrigued. I still would love to have a conversation with the guy about golf. I don't I'm still I'm rooting for him. Are you like do you feel like you root for him? Yeah, I am, too. No, I just want him to like, you know. I just want him to quit acting like a weenie. That's that's my take. I mean, you know, I'm kind of looking at it like I like. I think there needs to be more variety on tour. There needs to be more more characters out there. I'm all for that. I just think the guy needs to, you know, quit talking out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah, I don't want to get too into questions just yet, but uh, we had a good one. Frank uh, Frank Villaflor said, "What on your real take on him? Is it like a tough love thing with you, kind of like the C-suite with Spieth, or do you have a genuine dislike for him?" Uh, I think it's more of a genuine dislike. Oh, just okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's the well actually guy, like the the you know that like well actually guy on Twitter personified. Yeah, it's not a good look. Not a good look. So, all right, very fair. Um, bit of old news at this point, uh, but I do want to at least talk out loud about the whole Pat Perez big cat thing from last week. Uh, did this register for you? I mean, like, did you, did it, you know, did you think that people overreacted to it? Did you think what he said was legitimate? Uh, what do you, what's your overall take on that? Uh, I liked what PP said. I agreed with pretty much all of it. I thought he was a little bit harsh. I mean, obviously PP owns, owes a bunch of tiger tax. <laughs> oh, um, a lot. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you know, PP doesn't care about what people think. Um, I don't think that's anything that anybody hasn't been saying in private, you know. And then I just want to know, my big question is how the guys in Dubai got Tiger. Like, what kind of dirt or what did they have to hold above Tiger's head to get him to fly to Dubai on a commercial jet? when like the guy can barely even stand up and then do a, a sit down interview with Peter Dawson over there. Like, it was just that whole thing to me. It's just like, there needs to be a 30 for 30 or something on that. Was it, was it you that said, gave me that, that mentioned something about a rumor about that or where did I hear something about that? Yeah, I think I, yeah, somebody, some people have said that, that, I mean, basically just saying the same thing. Like there's just, there's gotta be something there where like he owed somebody some sort of big ass favor. To get over there, you know. But I mean, think about that. That's, I mean, he, it's not like he went over there thinking that that his back was in great shape and thinking that he can compete, you know. Yeah, just uh, yeah, it, it all just doesn't he add up. Pain from the from the moment he stepped on the first tee. Yeah, it's a, the the whole thing doesn't add up. You're right, and I wish I don't know. I don't have a take on <clears throat> what's going on with Tiger other than it's bad. Um, it's 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 it's, ba- it's really it's so bad. bad. Like, it's bad. It's like when Step Brothers won the won the bunk uh, it's, so <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I not to. Be, I've not tweeted anything about this because I hate that that uh, that guy that has some information but can't share it. But I really do, and it's it's not good. I mean, there's a reason why he missed you know the press conference last week and why uh, we haven't really heard from him in a while, and it's it's really not good. So. Um, I'm kind of. I was excited for the comeback, and it's just been, you know, it, it it's not happening. But I'm not that. I can kind of push it to the side and be fine with that, just because of how good this season's really been so far. But I thought. I think oh, that's my biggest frustration. Is it's just such a distraction. It's such a distraction, unnecessarily so. Yeah. And then and then Steiny makes it that much worse. And we, yeah, we had J T Hideki, uh, what D J Spieth, Ricky, and <laughs> Hudson Swafford win tournaments this year. Did I miss somebody? Yeah. But uh, that's pretty ridiculous. First two months of the season, so it's it, yeah. it's not. I mean, first of all, it's, it's also I think is it a, is it a requirement to say when you talk about Tiger and his impact on the game, you have to say he's the needle, right? Like that's the exact word you have to say at this point, right? He's the needle. I mean, are, are you suggesting PED usage? <laughs> 
<laughs> is that what is that the underlying tone of when everyone says, every single person says he moves the needle? I mean, the, the guy. Think about it. The guy moves the needle. Why does everyone say the exact same phrase? I'm I'm sure I've said it before, but my God, it's unbelievable. Even Perez in this statement said that exact thing. But yeah, I just, I just didn't get the people that can't like. It's such a lazy, lazy take to be like, who is Pat Perez to have this opinion? He has two wins. Tiger's got seventy nine. Like, know who fed you. It's, I mean, it's accurate, but, I mean, that doesn't mean that he's not right about what he said. I mean, I get the tone. I get the kind of... Yeah, it, it and, was, like, he and, he and Tiger have been friends for a long time. I know. Time. They, they, they're they on good... I mean, have been on good... He was pretty teams. effusive in his praise of him for the first, yeah. you know, 20 or 30 seconds that he was talking. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with anything he said. Again, it was probably a little bit harsh, but at the end of the day, I think somebody needed to say it because this has been a whole big charade that's been going on. And, you know, I mean, shit, after Dubai, like half the reporters that were over there basically called Mark Steinberg a liar. Right. Straight up. Who do you think's telling Mark Steinberg to lie? Yeah. Tiger. You know? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's a hundred percent what guys, he's not alone in what he's, in what he said. He's alone in saying it, but other guys are saying this as well privately. I know that for a fact. Like it, yeah, it is. It's he not had the secret. balls to say it in public. Exactly. Yeah. So he did it, and I'm glad he did. I mean, that, that sucks. That he got that bad of backlash. And yeah, I I tweeted that you know make I tweeted his quote along with the fact that his profile was deleted. I wasn't didn't do any homework on when he deleted his profile. I know I got a I got a I was told I would I will not be taken serious in the media. Um, because if I didn't report on the timing, yeah, that one, that one cut deep, huh? Yeah, that one hurt <laughs> because I didn't report on the timing of when Pat Perez deleted his Twitter account. But goddamn people, it's unbelievable. Uh, Mick Rib is back this week at seventy three hundred feet. Are we going to see a four hundred fifty yard drive this week? Roderick McRib. I hope so, man. I What's really the yardage out there. I don't know. I got to look that guy up. That we had some guy email us from Mexico City. Um, let's see here. Club de Golf de Chapultepec. Beautiful. This place looks sweet. It looks kind of old school. Makes me just want like a. a it opened in 1928. So, um, Gentle Ben's won there before. Jay Haas won there in '91. Um, but I don't. I can't find much about the actual course. Is this going to be in a preview? Like I know you just had a yeah. child, but I mean, yeah. No, I'm going to do a preview. The people this want their previews. Well, and there's just so much to talk about. Like, even without diving into politics, like the fact that the tour moved the Doral event from Trump's course in Doral to Mexico, like that's hilarious. That was that <laughs> like they was... literally outsourced the tournament to Mexico. I think that was when Trump was about like a hundred to one to win the presidency. Like, oh, I don't... for sure. <laughs> but the fact that like that that's that's still like that happened and now all of this has happened. Like that's so rich. I haven't said anything on this yet. Um, mostly cause I was waiting for Rory to have his presser and we'll, we'll, we'll post this on Tuesday. So it'll be the day of Rory's presser. I assume he's going to get asked a lot about the round with Trump, but uh, I forget where I saw, I read an informal poll. Somebody said like 90% of tour players were polled and, and asked if they would play with Trump if given the opportunity. And they said, yes. So where did you lie on the whole controversy that stemmed from Rory playing 18 holes of golf with Trump? Uh, well, first of all, like 90% of tour players are probably also like staunchly Republican. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Um, so that's kind of to my point. That's where probably I, a low number, right? I don't. Um, that's where I. Okay, yeah, that's where I don't get where this criticism is, but I'm hardly objective on this topic, so I want yeah, you I have to no go problem. First. I mean, I don't know. I don't. A. Rory's not even an American citizen. A. Uh, yeah. You know, B. I don't think. Yeah, you know, the guy at the same time is president of the United States. He's, you know, I'm not trying to get into some political take here, but you know, if if Rory had a chance to to have his ear and talk about shit that he wanted to talk about, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's that's like, you know, I have an agenda. Like, I w- I would play golf with Trump, and I'd tell him, hey, you need to outlaw white belts. You know, you need to. <laughs> You know, you need to do this, 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 and this. But like, you know, that's shit that I would talk to him about. I would, you know, probably say some serious stuff too. But, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to open a conversation with someone. I guess is my, my. And that's where I don't get why people are looking to Rory for their political yeah. statements. You know, a exactly. He's not like you said. He's not a citizen. 
be what what did this change like i i know uh, I, it's hard not to get really heavily political but let's let's face it trump has come under a lot of criticism for a lot of things you know since being inaugurated etc what did what did this change about anything? It's not like it's not like this was some big glorious moment for Trump. If anything, it looked really badly on Trump because he his aides lied about how much golf he was playing. It's not like it, it would have been a bigger political statement if Rory said no to him for no real reason from his perspective. Like again, he's not an American citizen. He did not vote in this election. He has some kind of relationship with Trump. They've always been friendly from from what I can gather. And you get that experience to go play with a, a sitting president like come on you're gonna take it and i mean why yeah. wouldn't you want to kind of like you said shoot the shit with the guy on the golf course for a while and uh, figure out what he's really about instead of just kind of the, the show that he's putting on for the media yeah you know? yeah so i mean i don't know i just don't get why why what rory does has any influence on on your political beliefs or your understanding of politics or why that registers for anyone i mean I, I don't know. I think that's just asking way too much of the guy that yeah. it's a, to, for you, like just a, a fan or a media member or anyone to sit back and criticize him for, for, you know, going to go play a round of a golf with one of the most powerful people on the planet, just because you want him to make a political statement out against it. Doesn't mean that it, it's something he's going to act on. So. And if nothing else, I mean, Rory lives right down the street. He, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. It was a, la- I, really a last one. minute thing. Like it wasn't like a planned thing. So, he, I don't think he had much time to think about it. I don't think he regrets it. I mean, I know he got a lot of crap for it, but I mean, uh, yeah, it's kind of it's crazy week for last week. Uh, I will, I will, I will ride for the McRib on that one. So, Shout out by to the S- way, how's his rib? Is his rib? I uh, sounds good up? to go. He sounds good to go. Um, he he's been he's been really like kind of soft spoken about the progress. Like it doesn't sound like he's been you know dialing up and ripping it, but. He was, he was effusive in saying that the, I'm trying to use your big vocabulary. I don't even know if I'm using effusive right, but he was adamant that this this week was a good week for him to come back from timing-wise, and he's never changed that. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't have huge expectations for him in Mexico, but um, yeah. I think he wants to make sure he gets some reps in, obviously, before Augusta. But I just want to give a quick shout-out to CNN for almost getting uh, saying no laying up right, even though Anderson Cooper – Big shout out for uh, we made it on CNN, but we got called no laying it up, which close enough, you know. I mean, we get called a rounding error, but it's, uh, uh, it sounds like Anderson Cooper needs to do a one eighty. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. I'm cut, I'm uh, all right, club club day golf Chapultepec, seventy two hundred and sixty seven yards, oh par seventy two. So this what? might be, yeah, this might be a. There's this gonna be there's gonna be a 58 a 1400 par 58. I know here. absolutely nothing about the golf course other than the yardage and the altitude. That that's legitimately like at that altitude it's like 15 it's like to 20 percent, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's, I think it's like yeah, because what in Denver it's like seven or eight percent, and then you add another. I've probably in, in Colorado 5%? at like 15 percent, ten like. Okay. I don't know what it is actually in Denver, but yeah, I. Uh, that's fun. I mean, I've hit some like 220 yard eight irons, which are it, that is that is really so. Fun, I totally. Dude. So when Neil and I went to Canada this summer, or last summer, like for over Labor Day for that wedding, uh, up in Cranbrook, we played a couple courses, played this place Wildstone, and then a couple other courses up there. And like, I didn't even realize till the third day, like I was flying the green on every approach shot, and it didn't even compute that. I don't even think we were at we were at like 4,000 feet, but even that was. It makes Reaching a difference. Of my irons. It makes a huge difference. Um, uh, all right, we made it 37 minutes before getting into your boy Jay Day. Oh, all right. Do you want to? Do you want to I mean, just just get the flame flamethrower ready and go? Or how do you want to do this? I'm legitimately disappointed that he withdrew. Really? Already. I feel yeah. Like you, <laughs> I mean, I you wanted, called it. That was pretty pretty epic. Yeah, but I, I wanted like something better than a double ear infection slash the flu. Like I wanted, like I wanted altitude sickness or like narco terrorism or you know like so, like something outside the box other than just I, this is the fifth time he's used the flu in the past twenty four months to withdraw from a golf tournament. How long can he? 
like, and I'm not a I'm not a doctor. How long can he live in Ohio? Like, is that a contributing factor? You think at all? It might like, be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, changing climates that often. I mean, it doesn't spend a lot of time in the winter out in Palm Springs, like at the Vintage Club or somewhere. I have no idea. I, I really don't know. I mean, according to the Nike commercial, he spends it practicing in the snow up in, in Ohio. So, um, it is camo now. Yeah, I mean, the guy—it's kind of like the Deshambo thing. He can't get out of his own way at this point. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's ridiculous to be at this age and to be having this many health problems without, like, you know, the 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 history of somebody like Tiger, you know, or like the the, the physical body and like the wear and tear of somebody like Tiger. That uh, that he is withdrawing this so much for you know back injuries and flu and vertigo and it's a new thing every week and when you think it's gone too far it goes like two steps further. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I upset mean... at this point and this is your this is your beat this is I, I'm infringing your territory right now and to me it's like man it's it's just it's too far man I want to like him I really most of these guys almost all of them I want to like you like we don't set out to dislike anybody but. Um, Speaking, oh, speaking of which, do you want to talk about uh, Wesley Bryan? Yeah, we we squashed the beef today. Um, I did. My problem is there wasn't a beef for some. No, there, yeah, there's no beef, but I just don't like his sketchers. Yeah, that's it, fair. Like, he goes after that whole. It's not really my my style or anything, but I'm from Atlanta. Like I'm used to that style, like that kind of that frat star southern style but like you can't wear a white belt and sketchers with that it's not yeah it's but you know so, what i mean like yeah, so like get some like get a, get a smathers and brand like get a good belt let's classify you know? this level of hate though i mean we're talking like this is just this is fun oh. this is like this is oh yeah no this i like a, his game this is, he's an unbelievable player his story yeah. is absolutely incredible like the, let's let's put all everything in perspective here this isn't like a even like a Bryson level of this like this is like uh-huh. this is what we do like we poke fun at certain things here this is not <laughs> this is not a personal thing but yeah, yeah, I mean it's the the pink pants and the white belt and the, and the sketch. This is like, we're going to tease you about it. Me just offering advice on like a consultant basis. Right, <laughs> free free advice. <laughs> Did you expect to get uh, a three year old feedback on attire that you had on in an Instagram picture? No, that was pretty <laughs> solid. Although I was combing through your Instagram because I remembered that blueberry uh, that blueberry muffin outfit that you had on with white belt. Why you got pants? So. You want to know the worst part is like so. So I made some regrettable decisions in my yes, yeah, like retirement past. I, I would say your 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 wardrobe has never been your strong suit, nor have you tried to make it your strong suit. Well, that's kind of the problem. I kind of have. Like I put a little, invested a little too much into it. I really loved the DJ all blue with white belt look, like in in like the late or like early 2010, 11 phase. I kind of held on to it a little bit too long. And then I moved abroad and haven't shopped for golf clothes like really at, at all in the last like three years. So thank God we actually came out with some golf, some golf clothes because my closet, that's really all I wear these days. Now. It really is. It's all I wear as well. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not the most fashionable. And there's some there's some uh, there's some damning evidence. I will say though, I'm, I'm ready to discuss this. The white belt hate has gone too far. It's gone too far. Really? It, well. It's it's so like it's such a lazy like uh, I, I'm, the amount of people that use it and like ferociously rip on it makes me think that like all right like this is this is past like a trendy thing to make fun of now and it makes me just want to wear it even more to be honest. I think it's well, I, I think one of your and Bacon's bets this year needs to be oh that's good. Yeah. Whoever like whoever loses whatever your master's bet or whatever bet you guys want to do, then that person either has to wear Skechers like for the rest of the year every time they play golf, or wear a white belt. That's a good bet. I like that. Which for you wouldn't be an issue. It's but. not hard because I, I have a reversible blue and white belt that I'm just dying to flip back over to the white. But, <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I, I think I get your point. It's, I get a, your point. It, it's a lazy, and I'm guilty of this too. It's a lazy move to just throw in a white belt without any sense of the, uh, you know, just just it doesn't match anything else in the outfit. But it can at times look good. I don't like the white belt, white pants look. Um, but I, I, I disagree. I think if you're European. Or Australian, and you want to wear a white belt with white pants, I'm cool with that. Okay. You can't be American, though. But, yeah, you can't be American. 
<laughs> the, the rules have gone too far. See, I like I like matching the belt color regardless of it with the the uh, shirt color. So if you have like a if you have like black pants on and a white shirt, I think a white belt does not look bad with that. Okay. Agree to disagree, man. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I just wanted to voice that. Well, uh, somebody asked a question earlier. They said, like, if if they found an albino gator <laughs> and made a belt out of him or her, like, would you wear that? And like, I I, I can't answer that. I'd have to see it. I don't know. <laughs> Go find that albino gator, and we'll cross that bridge. Um. Do you want the last topic item I had written down here was the reverse Camilo? Do we want to talk about what happened to Cody Cody Gribble? Well, I just want to talk about like can, can we get Justin Ray, the Golf Channel stats guy, like on the blower and get him to dig into that one because I think like so first of all for those of you that don't know that Camilo is when you're the first round leader and you miss the cut. Yes. Um. So this was a. Not a reverse, because a reverse Camilo would be being in last place and then going to first after the second round, right? Right. So this one, that Cody Gribble was the first round leader and then made the cut, but finished DFL out of everybody that made the cut. And like absolutely ejected on Sunday too. I think. I mean, it's just kind of unprecedented. So he, we may just call it the Gribble. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. So it's kind of like a Camilo light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. But but so what I want Justin to look up is. How many times in the history of the tour, or say the last like twenty years, has somebody gone from being the first round leader to missing the cut? And of those instances, how many times has it been Camilo Vijegas? <laughs> I want to know that too. I bet he can look that up in like five minutes. I will exactly. I will DM him, DM him as soon as we're done here. Uh, that's great. Um, do you want to any other topics before we go into questions? Um, who you got to win this week? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked. I, I haven't. I've not like tried to pick a winner. The WGCs are like the hardest, of the ones to pick. Like it's all the top, the top players. It's like even pick, filling out a fantasy lineup this week is not even any fun. Yeah. Do you have somebody? Um. Well, all right. So I'm kind of in my own head about this. This is kind of a different take, but um, talking to some guys this weekend. So I looked up all the courses that Roderick McRib has won on, and it's like. He's won on congressional, like basically all the courses he's won on either have deep Tom Fazio hands on them, like with redesigns, or they're Reese Jones redesigns, or they're Pete Dye, but they're basically like very new age, um, you know, kind of bomb and gouge style courses. I mean, even Firestone, I think, was a Reese Jones, like. And then and then and then and then Nicholas courses too Valhalla and all those, and then somebody also said and I think Andy from Friday was saying how DJ really like every course that he's won on has been um, like because Kyle Porter tweeted that thing the other day about how DJ's won it or yeah like Riviera Oakmont like he's won at some pretty gnarly tracks Pebble, um, but then like every time he wins for the most part it's wet and soggy yep you know but but like rory tends to win on courses that are a little bit more firm and fast really but rory's like the king of winning when it's wet valhalla was wet congressional was wet uh there was wasn't there rain delay at kiowa as well yeah you're right you're right okay okay so but there, there's my I, think is, that, I think whoever tweeted that was saying the similarity and they both like it uh, yeah. very soft who's gonna but like who's the firm and fast player like who plays well when it's firm and fast? Uh, is it is it ZJ? I mean, he won it. The one. Is it Spieth? I, I mean, Spieth won at Chambers. Spieth won at Chambers. ZJ won in 07 when Augusta was firm and fast. I don't really think. I mean, St Andrews was that firm and fast in '15? I don't know. I, I was I mean, there. The weather was shit. It was right? windy. They, 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 it wasn't shitty weather. Like they had a delay because of wind. Yeah. Um, I don't remember being that firm and fast, but that's a good question. I don't know who uh, – there haven't been that many opens lately that have been firm and fast. Why can't I think – uh, uh, Pinehurst was uh, Keimer. Pinehurst, that was pretty yeah. firm and fast. 13 – where was 13? Oh, Justin Rose, Marion. That was, that was pretty firm. I don't know. There's not a lot of events that are firm and fast these days. I think oh. that's the most disappointing thing, I guess, then, is that we don't know. 
right? Yeah. Sawgrass, what last year, remember that dried out. Day won that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that was spectacular. <laughs> you loved that day. God. They should um, do that every year for Sawgrass. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there is. Like a, is, is it supposed to play firm and fast this week? No, I don't know. I have no idea why I asked that. Um, okay. No reason whatsoever. I just, I'm thinking about, um, well, I, I guess the reason I'm asking is it's been like super warm in Georgia. Like my parents were saying the azaleas are like almost about to pop already, like a they month did. early. They did in Augusta. That's the, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be done. Yeah. They won't be uh, showing up or whatever you said. They'll, they'll be past bloom. I don't know. What, I know that flower guy, whatever. They're not going to be there for the masters. How about that? Yeah. Which was, it was like that a few years ago, but it was, I think it was pretty firm and fast that year. So like, I want to see the course get baked out and get, you know, get like that. I, I think speed is probably a pretty good firm and fast guy too. I mean, it was, it was, pretty firm last year wasn't it i mean it was really windy i think that dried it out a little bit last year but yeah um all right let's do some questions all right um you had this is from mackie hopen you get six live mics to distribute at the masters who are they going to mm. um whew. dj just because dj is awesome i'm sure he has some great quips um I mean, I gotta give one to Spieth. Yeah. Just so I can hear him and Greller arguing. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag pray for Greller. I mean Mickelson. Yeah. Obviously, you gotta give one to Mickelson. Um, who's like a freaking volcano? I mean, who cusses like crazy? Um. I mean, you gotta give one to Bubba, right? Yeah, but I mean, do you want one for two days? <laughs> God, that's savage. Um, it's true. Um, Two-time two champion. <laughs> I'm willing yeah. to, to risk that. Yeah. Bubba's done. Yeah. Sorry, he's done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who, who else are you giving one to? I mean, if we can get a translator out there, I'd like Angel Cabrera to have one, I think. Um, okay. That's fair. Uh, I, I still want one. I want one on Rory. I want to hear what, what he has to say down the stretch. Um, how, how many are we at then? I'll tell you who I'm not giving one to. I'm who ready. already has one is Faldo. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Ugh. I'm with you. He's getting one. I, I, when I read the question, I was thinking that he was talking about actual announcers, but no, live mics. I think that's a really good idea, but that'll never happen at the masters, but yeah, Faldo's not getting in my, in my booth. If I'm distributing mics, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the last guy I'm giving one to go ahead. Mike Weir. Okay. I just like, I like, I want to hear what he says when he's two forty out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to hear his conversations and kind of like hear, hear how an amateur like plays the tournament. Oh, Canada going to be all up in your mentions, <laughs> just baiting them. Just <laughs> actually, I'd probably give one to one of the amateurs every year too, either the Mid Am or the you know, or the US Am champ. Um, yeah. We already did this. Uh, Curdy Ferg, I just want to read this tweet anyway. Said you got to get your take on the NBC coverage this week. Documentary preview during the coverage gonna be a no for me dog i just like that tweet. That was good. it's a little it's a little pitchy dog a little pitchy for me dog uh brandon barry over under two and a half withdrawals for jason day the rest of 17 Ooh, i'm going the rest of 17 i'm gonna go over i'm gonna go I, I don't know i mean how many tournaments does he have left maybe 14 or 15 that's a lot of withdrawal three withdrawals like i'm gonna go got... i'm gonna say under i'm gonna say he's gonna go with two two more withdrawals are we saying like what if he just like takes time off. I don't know. Like, is a tournament that he skips a count as a withdrawal? Like, I don't know. That's uh, yeah. Very, very slippery slope there. Slippery slope. Um, CA Adams 911 wants to know when the dad bot is going to kick in. Are we over under six months? Uh, I just got like frail bod right now. I just totally stopped working out. So I need to get my ass in the weight room. I, I lack pop right now. You lack pop. Gonna, Lie. We got to get that. You only have like a few. Uh, we'll see if this happens, but we might be going to uh, England next month for a little a little escapade. Is your game yeah. in any kind of shape? No, man. I haven't played. I played <laughs> on New Year's Day here. Um, but yeah, I mean, people are just going to light, light me up. But 
that's that's going to be kind of a new thing though too, right? We're going to start putting our swings on. Yeah, we're going to do a thing like we're ours. We're going to start with us first. We we need to do this like try tomorrow. We're going to start with us, and we're going to do like a, a weekly roast my swing, and we're just going to post it, and then you guys can just have at it and just just make fun of my white belts or whatever you want to make fun of. Uh, so we should do that like with this podcast when we post it. So find a find a video that you find worthy of posting. Um, all right. Dan uh, Suarez asked, uh, "Has your LPCP basically has your LPCP like top five changed at all?" And I had Cooch, Donald, the Molinari brothers, Steele, and Roberto Castro as my top five last time. I think Steele is now number one on my list. Number one lacks pop can't play. You're giving yeah. away that title that easily. Yeah. Okay, you have to rationalize this one. I just and he's one of the longer players out there. I just I can't do it. Can't do it. Stinks. Uh, I'm also going to put Troy Merritt on there too. In in lieu of Roberto Castro. Wow. I mean, you're naming like guy. Well, Brendan Steele's been playing pretty well, but like Troy Merritt. He won, what, he won earlier this year. Was that this year? I don't pay attention. It was to a the fall. wraparound. Yeah. Yeah. And the the what? What part of the season was it? Well, all right. So no, wait. Right, what, what, what did a, you call it? Uh, sorry, the reach around. There you go. Okay. But that's that's not fair for you to say. I don't pay attention to this time of the year. And then last year during the Ryder Cup stuff, you were like, "Oh, but JT won in the in the, in the reach around season, and they that's don't count fair. it for anything." Like that's fair. But that no, is that's that fair. is not fair. Well, that's fair. But I I don't remember like who wins the fall events unless it's somebody significant. Like I like Cody Gribble. I had to re- re- I was like, he won an event. Which one did he win? Like I didn't remember him winning an event because I don't watch a lot of them. But yeah, I did watch Malaysia both times when JT won. So yes, but no, I don't. I don't watch every second of the fall series. So I, st- I stand by that. It still should count in Ryder Cup standings. That's ridiculous. I don't get why it doesn't count for anything. No, I, I agree. I think. I mean, if you're going to make it part of the part of the calendar, I mean, I guess that's where the PGA of America and the PGA Tour. What did Steele win? Did he win at Silverado? I think so. Yeah, I think that was when he won. Okay. Um, R.I.P. Cat, by the way. R.I.P. Cat, he's done. Um, player, oh, this is a good one. Jim, Bo, Jim Bob Sumaru, player helped, player most helped by good apparel contract, and player with potential most hindered by poor clothing. It's poorly phrased. Um, I'm gonna say, I I bag on him a lot, or I bang on him a lot, but. Morgan Hoffman's got some good duds. Incredible guys. He looks yeah. great out there. He just yeah. You uh, need to explain your Morgan Hoffman take too. I'm mean, a good transition. He here. seems like a great guy. I just I just I get so frustrated when like somebody's been on tour for four or five years and like hasn't really sniffed a win. I know it's tough to win, but like hasn't. I mean, I, I think he finished 125th on the FedEx Cup list last year, but like hasn't accomplished anything significant, and it's just there. Like I don't think there's enough churn on the tour. I like it when you know it's set up to where it's too hard to lose your card once you've had it for a couple of years. Yeah, if that makes sense. That makes sense. But I feel like if they're uh, if you're good enough of a web player, you can beat out a guy like Morgan Hoffman, right? I mean, you you can get there. I, I don't think there's like the the system's really holding down really really talented players that just don't have an opportunity you know I'm yeah, i mean the west Bryan's a good example of that yeah yeah you know? i mean but he's he's like the exception to the rule like no like battlefield promotion and what he's accomplished in the last 12 months is is ridiculous but um no i, I don't know i i think that there's we kind of people can lose appreciation for how many guys there are in that morgan hoffman bucket right and that um, yeah. You know, our I, Kyle Stanley is kind of in that category right now. I mean, he's he's making a lot of cuts. He's playing well. You're not seeing him on the top of leaderboards, but he's just kind of kind of hanging around. And I, I don't know. I think there's something to be said for that. The guys that are really on their grind, and it, they may not be knocking down a ton of top tens, but I mean, it, it's 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 hard to maintain that you know consistency throughout the year without without like a few really good results. It's hard to keep your card. It really is. I, so I kind of disagree a little bit. It's it's you need those real like top like a top five finish to get you all those FedEx Cup points and all that money to like almost guarantee yourself a card. And to do that to be able to keep your card without it just shows like a, a level of consistency and making cuts and whatnot that 
Uh, not everyone does. But that's the thing. He doesn't make that many cuts. He doesn't? I feel like he I does. I don't think so. But well, then also, maybe my problem with him too lies in the fact that I feel like he has much better endorsements than he should, right? Yeah. What does he have? I, mean, I don't even know what he has. He's got like, I mean, he's always had, well, he was like Polo for a while. And then he went to this Grayson clothes, but he's always been with Titleist. Uh, and I know he flies his own plane, which I know you know that too. <laughs> I um, definitely do know that. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like he's kind of outkicked his coverage as far as his endorsements have gone his whole career and kind of been a little bit hyped for not, you know, not uh, not producing How did he much. keep his card? Because last year he was 133rd in the FedEx. He was missed 14 cuts out of 25. I don't know. <laughs> did he go to Web Tour Finals? Yes, maybe he did. I must. He must have. But and I would say, guy, right now that's most hurt by his clothing. For me, I mean, of like the guys in the top twenty, would be Dub P. <laughs> I mean that that William Murray stuff is like. I mean, if somebody gave me that stuff, I would burn it. Logo. The logo looks good. I'll give him that. I mean, this is, <laughs> it looks very familiar, and it looks good. Uh, they ironically followed us. They followed us on Twitter this week after I was saying nice things about Pat Perez. But uh, they're gonna they're gonna feel the wrath here pretty soon. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure. Did you see any other? Qu- Those are the ones I had flagged. I think I got to all of them. Um, do you have any other questions that you wanted to get to? Uh, I was scrolling through and I just put my phone down. Hold on. I have uh, not been reading through the ones we've gotten since we started recording. Uh, Robbie Vogel asked if my kid's nickname is going to be Boom Boom. Uh, my kid's nickname is actually, while his name is Freddy, it's actually going to be the Junk Man. The Junk Freddy Man. Jacobson. Yeah. <laughs> the junk. Only you uh, would name your kid not after Freddy Couples, but Freddy Yuck, Freddy Jacobson. Jacobson. Yeah. I don't even know. Yuck. Right. Jacobson. Uh, dude at a tournament wearing a full orange outfit, white belt, and Skechers. What are you saying to that guy? The, I don't think that guy exists because the guy wearing a full orange outfit at a tournament is always wearing Pumas. Yes. For the most part. And I normally take a picture with him if I see that guy because it's unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> um, all right. I like this question from earlier. What um, – like, like comparing golfers to NBA stars – yeah, I saw that one. I feel like we needed to like dive in and do some like, research on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll dive. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. I like Porter was saying earlier that Ricky is like Kyrie, something before. I like we could do that. It's it's good that it takes some dedication. I'm not ready to go off the cuff on that. Okay, that's fair. Unless you. Um, uh, oh, I did, oh, damn it! I missed my chance to to uh, say on the on the Terrell Hatton uh, spike mark blame. I I, I we were like. A couple steps away, I thought he was going to run into the spike mark and then flop like a full LeBron. Like I thought he was actually going to try to sell us on the spike mark blame that badly. That would have worked a lot better like an hour ago in this podcast. But just, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's going on with BK, your boy? My boy, uh, I don't know. I don't really know. I thought so. JT is kind of having the breakout season that I thought Kepka was going to have. Um, I don't know. It's two months into the season. I'm not too worried about it. But, I mean, it was pretty hilarious that he snapped his driver in two before 8 a.m. on Thursday. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have a, any, anything flaming on that. We'll, we'll see. Okay. Uh, do you take your dogs golfing? Is there any dog slash golf etiquette one should always follow? I haven't. I really want to because I feel, feel like people out in Cali do that all the time. And that, that – Video that Neil had from Monterey Peninsula Country Club when he played out there. That dude had his dogs out with him too. Do they chase looks... the ball? Do dogs chase the ball when you hit it? Mine would. That's why I yeah. probably could take him out. But um, but I think that guy's dogs was just was just real chill. Uh, could any LPGA player make it through U.S. Open qualifying? And what PGA player wouldn't win an LPGA tournament? I haven't seen that. One. You got to give you got to give credit to the whoever. Oh, Andrew J. Okay. Uh, Andrew like like uh, Andrew Jones, like spelled like that. Alan Wildwood. Um, I don't I don't think an LPGA player makes it through the U.S. Open qualifying. Do you? Um, Lexi would be the only one I feel like could. Cause, I, mean, I think she, it would depend on the it would yeah. depend on the site. Like I think like there's a couple shorter ones out there. Like they always have it at Springfield Country Club and. Ohio, like if you drive it straight and putt your ass off out there, you're, it's not so much about distance as it is about 
you know, stiffen your irons. Uh, I don't know, man. That that Arya Jatunagarn, and then I mean, she's to you for trying to say the name. I've never tried. Crushing it right now, man. Just like she's in the zone. So I wouldn't put it past her. Uh, I've I'm a big 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 Brooke Henderson fan too. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then as far as PGA Tour guys not playing well in the LPGA. Again, I think it would just depend on the track, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying... I don't think, like, you just put a PGA Tour player in an LPGA event and they necessarily go win it. Is that what the question's saying? Because I don't, definitely don't think that's the case to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that's how I read it. But, yeah, okay. I think there's a lot more nuance to the... I mean, they hit a bigger variety of shots, too. I feel like the LPGA women do. But, I, you know, I, going back to the U.S. Open thing, I feel like... The problem is just that their trajectory is so much lower. Yeah, they can't hold the right? greens. Yeah, they probably couldn't hold the greens as well. I'm with you. Um, D Dag in NYC biggest NLU achievement thus far: debunking the president's lies and getting covered by CNN. Wait, it says it's a two part tweet. I only see one. I don't know what the, I don't know what the second part of this was, but very this, very dishonest. Very dishonest. Yeah, I say I don't know what the biggest achievement was. I'd say. Uh, probably getting mispronounced on CNN was a good one, but uh, Chad Buchanan wants to know why we aren't doing this full time yet, and what would it take for us to do so? It's a good question. Go buy uh, some stuff in the pro shop, Chad, and we can make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I think it's a good time to say it. We're gonna be, we will be adding some sponsors to this show uh, in an effort to move towards doing this more frequently, if not full time, in the future. That's all I can really say on the matter at the moment. Yeah. Solly bought a dr- we we bought a drone. Oh, we too. got a drone. Drone life is coming to yeah. reality. So we're going to be going to hopefully going to England next month, playing at Birkdale if things work out right, and documenting that and kind of really beefing up our travel section. And I'm going to be doing a bunch of Scotland and Ireland stuff this year, as well as a trip to Lufton Links in Norway in June, which I'm pretty close to booking now, which I could not be more excited for. That place looks absolutely legit. Um, yeah, and then I got some Florida stuff planned too for, yeah. for next month. So yeah, that'd be good. Are you going to be going to the match play? Uh, TBD, but I don't think so because I think that would be when I'm in Florida. I'm either going to do Bay Hill or match play, but I think match play is the same week that we were going to go to Europe, or I was going to go to England. What are you going to do in Florida? Are you just going to the Bay, uh, the Invitational? Oh, I'm going to. I think I'm going to try to go to Bay Hill and then just play a bunch of golf. I got three or four rounds set up with people down there and then going to Atlanta and then I'm going to the heritage, uh, meeting big Randy at the heritage too, Alex and Freddie and I. Nice. So that'd be the three year anniversary. Of the last time I saw you would be the heritage this year. Karama, Karama steakhouse, man. That's right. Board of directors meeting. Hibachi, Tim Clark in the building. All right. Let's wrap it in an hour and nine minutes. Uh, that's a lot of podcasts this week. So, um, yeah, yeah. Episode sixty. People are getting their money's worth. We man. need a good one for episode sixty-nine, which is the next one. So, uh, I think we may have a good one for that. We'll see if it if it happens. It might not be for about ten days or so, but we'll see. Okay. Anything else? That's it, man. That's right, man. it. Keep on trucking. I know you're. I know you're. Uh, you're in the in the throes of busy season right now. So yeah, keep about... on trucking for a couple more weeks. Yeah, these next two weeks are gonna be gonna be tough. This is midnight that we're now recording this for me so uh almost there almost there we'll get there and then life life opens back up so yeah so. all right thank you all right brother. man talk soon dude good talking later buddy be the right club be the right club today yeah! Yeah, I mean, that's better than most how about him that is better than most better than most Expect anything.